0: Wasn't that beautiful? That was such a special time of worship. Thank you, Jill and your your band. That was just so lovely. God is in the house. I wonder what else he's going to do tonight. Oh, I'm buzzing, David. I'm buzzing in me, but I'm also buzzing in my microphone. (laughs) Perhaps it's coming through me just wait otherwise I'm going to change microphones Yep. okay here we go am I on not really okay well tonight if you haven't worked out the subject of what we're looking at tonight it's releasing the power of Jesus I guess each one of us loves good news And in today's society, it's particularly passed on very quickly. We have social media, we have texts, we have emails, we even have Twitter now. And it's so easy to get good news out there. I wonder if you've ever imagined what it would have been like in Jesus's day if we had Twitter, if we have texts, if we had mobiles. Can you imagine it? Probably the whole system would have collapsed. Because it seemed 24-7, Jesus was doing some extraordinary things, time and time again. This is what his um, beloved John, the disciple, wrote. This is at the very end of his account. And he said, Jesus did many other things as well. If every one of them were written down, I suppose that even the whole world would not have room for the books that would be written. Are you getting the message? John is saying there wouldn't be a library big enough to be able to hold all that would be written about Jesus' power, what he's been saying about himself and God and the extraordinary miracles and signs and wonders that he was um, performing day in, day out. You see, uh, miracles, signs and wonders were very much part of walking in the Spirit You've only got to pick up of one of those accounts of Jesus's life. It's just peppered. On our next training course in October, uh, we will be teaching about um, how Jesus healed the sick. And uh, at the back of the training manual, the 41 specific miracles are outlined. And of course, we know that Jesus did many more because there's lots of different passages saying that he did this and he did this and he did this. Jesus loved to heal the sick. Jesus loved to talk to the outcast. Jesus was there for them. Jesus was a good guy. And he was living in the spirit. He had an amazing relationship with Father God. He got up every day to go and spend time with him early in the morning before his disciples got up. I guess the disciples were quite fascinated by Jesus' prayer life. And one day they came to him and said, Lord, please, please tell us, how can we pray like you? And so he possibly sat them down and he said, lads, it's just like this. And he taught them what we know now as the Lord's Prayer. And during in that Lord's Prayer, he has come up with this fabulous saying, Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That is a brilliant prayer. If ever you get stuck in your prayer life and you don't know quite what to pray for, that person, that situation, go to this prayer here within the Lord's Prayer. Your kingdom come. You see, this is a prophetic declaration. It's not much about sort of forecasting the future, It's actually a declaration, a prophetic declaration about the now. We want your will, Father God, right now in this particular situation, in this person. We want your will, as it is in heaven, to be done here right now. Isn't that an incredible prayer? And it's available for all of us. Let's pray it more and more and see what happens. As Jesus said in John 6, verse 63, the words I speak to you are spirit and they are life. They're full of the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit gives life. When he spoke, he released the spirit of God into the atmosphere, sort of the surroundings where he was. And it was like it was the reality of heaven touching earth. And as heaven touched earth, touched that person, touched that situation, the whole of the atmosphere just changed. Heaven touched earth. Sometimes, when we have soaking prayer within the well, I think there's one coming up on Wednesday afternoon, actually, of this week, but you heard a testimony from uh, Terry on the video. But sometimes, as we gather and in the quiet, It does feel as if the whole atmosphere is just pregnant with the Holy Spirit. And sometimes we say afterwards, wasn't it like heaven touching earth? There's just something, you just know that God is doing something by his spirit. And that happened all the time as Jesus went around the countryside. And it's vital for us to remember that as Jesus went about his ministry... He was a human being exactly like us. Yes, he is the son of God. But when the word, as John says in John uh, 1, chapter 1, when the word became flesh, he became like you and I. He became a human being. It was like he put his godness, his, his god privileges, he put on one side, and he became like you and I. Jesus needed the Holy Spirit and that's why I love that phrase that Dr. Luke wrote about in Luke 5 verse 17 and he said um, one day Jesus was teaching and the Pharisees and the teachers of the law were sitting there they'd come from every village of Galilee and from Judea and Jerusalem and the power of the Lord was with Jesus to heal the sick In some ways, that's a bit odd, isn't it? The power of the Lord was with Jesus to heal the sick. We think, well, he is God. Yes, but he is a human being. Jesus needed the flow of the Holy Spirit to work through him. That's why he was able to do those extraordinary things. Jesus demonstrated that by living with God in the presence of God, communicating with God regularly, then the Holy Spirit could just flow through him. And those miracles happened. I wonder if you've come across this verse in Revelation 19, the last book in the Bible. Uh, Revelation 19, verse 10, it says, The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And Bill Johnson, that very famous Christian who runs Bethel Church in Reading, California, said this, When we declare the words of God, we release a creative prophetic anointing that changes the atmosphere so when we declare God's word whether it's from the Bible or what God is doing in our life we release a creative prophetic anointing that changes the atmosphere don't you want to go wow that's amazing but that's what happened Let's get hold of that. You may just want to turn to somebody. You may not, but I'm inviting you. Why not turn to somebody and read that to them and say, did you know that? And then change over. Go on, have a go, if you'd like to. I believe that is happening right now because you are speaking. The Holy Spirit is moving around us. He's building faith here in this church. In fact, Bill Johnson goes on to say, in fact, the declared testimony creates access for the very anointing that brought about the testimony in the first place. And that's really the reality is embedded in the very word testimony. It actually means do it again. Now, I I guess um, most of us have little children in our life somewhere, whether it's a godchild, whether it's a grandchild, whether it's an own child, but uh, children do like to play. And I can remember a long time ago when I went down to visit my goddaughter in Weymouth and um, we had a game of building bricks. I guess most of us have had that opportunity. I think there's a slide, Martin. Um, Sitting on the floor, uh, we had this big kind of uh, box. Of bricks, And I seem to remember that um, Melissa kept on wanting me to build up the wall, and we built up this wall, and no sooner did that last brick come on the top, you know what's going to happen. And then she just swiped it, and the bricks went absolutely everywhere. And then she would say, do it again, Annie, do it again. Okay, so we built it up, and then she swiped the whole wall down, and it was just peals of laughter. But little children love that, and that little phrase, do it again, because they're having such fun. Well, testimony, when we speak about God and what he's doing, that's exactly what God wants us to do. He wants us to say it again and again. He wants his word to get out there. He wants to be able to duplicate what he's just done. Giving testimony, is releasing the power of God and giving testimony should be peppered in all our conversations, wherever we go, to actually say something about God. Let's hear now a testimony from Nikki. Nikki, I don't, can't see where you are. It's right there. Oh, can I have the microphone on the floor, the white one, or the green? I'm giving her the green one. That's it. Nikki was um has been to a number of streams and she was here when Hill Grues uh, came in April and we had an unplanned time of
1: healing. Nikki, you've got a story. Let's hear it. I have. Hello, streamers. Um, yeah, I um, just a bit of background. I came back to faith in October of last year after about 15 years of thinking I could do it all my own way which is clearly a bad idea which I've realized. Um, So was kind of newly back in the church and had been to One Streams evening uh, late in 2012 and then came along uh, to the one in April. Um, A bit of background Um, I've got a motorbike and it's not a big one but it goes fast enough to be a little bit scary if it's icy. And at the beginning of November of 2012, I had come off my bike. Um, Thankfully, I wasn't going fast, probably about 25 miles an hour. But when I came off, I really jarred my right shoulder. I kind of skidded and landed on my shoulder. And as a result, I had a lot of pain with it. And uh, I went to see a number of consultants and a physio. And they diagnosed part of it and gave me a steroid injection which if anybody's ever had one of those, that doesn't not really feel very God-sent, to be honest with you. It's quite painful. (laughs) But that worked and took away a lot of the pain down the side of my arm. But six months in, I was still suffering with a lot of pain in my shoulder blade at the back, uh, which they couldn't find any reason for. Just keep taking ibuprofen, they said. So I tried that and was taking quite a lot of ibuprofen. And I was also praying about my shoulder because it started to become very... Debilitating. It was just the kind of pain that dragged on and on. And if I sat in one position too long, slept too long, was at the computer for too long, just was really kind of wearing me out a little bit, really, and restricted my movement a lot. I could get my arm to about there and about the same at the front, and that was it, no more than that. Um, so the evening that Streams was on in April, I had been at work all day and had one of those days where my shoulder was really painful, so I said to myself, okay, I was planning on going to streams, but um, I'll go home and I'll have some tea and I'll get changed and then I'll see if I've got time to go to streams. And clearly God had a plan because I got home, had tea, got changed. There's plenty of time to get to streams. <laughs> um, so I turned up and prior to um, the evening starting, I've been talking to uh, a friend of mine who's a doctor about my shoulder. And she said, oh, if it's not better on Sunday when, when I see you, uh, I'll have a proper look at it. And I said, Okay so we sat down we had worship and um hills was talking that night not on the topic of healing uh and um so before she started she went I, I just have to say i feel god's calling me to do some healing and i was actually sitting at the front and uh, she went now anybody specifically suffering from shoulder pain if they could stand up please and i kind of went this is totally for me god isn't it uh, so I stood up. And there were a number of other uh, women who stood up as well. I don't know. Some of you might be here tonight as well. And what Hills did was she asked the ladies that were sitting around us to lay their hands on us anywhere they could. didn't have to be on, on our shoulders. But just, just touching us or reaching a hand out. And she then prayed a prayer for healing. And I can honestly say I've never felt anything like it in my entire life. It was the kind of strangest and yet most beautiful comforting sensation um just an amazing heat in my shoulder and not the heat from people's hands because actually I didn't have a lot of hands touching my shoulder they were kind of all around this part of me because I was standing and most people were sitting and just my shoulder seemed to kind of radiate heat we prayed the prayer and then Hill said okay can anybody kind of see if they can move their arm a little bit more than they could before and I was just kind of like oh okay Yeah, I can kind of move it completely as I could before I fell off my motorbike six months ago. And, uh, yeah, that was it. And since then, it's been fine.
0: Wow. uh, Praise God. Praise God. That's great. And... um... isn't god good and you nearly didn't come girl come no no, (laughs) that's good the holy spirit directed you so um nikki i was uh, saying to you beforehand um i'm just wondering if anybody has got uh, a painful shoulder because um i've asked nikki to to pray because she has received it'd be very good um you may not want to reveal yourself but if you have would you like to stand up it might be too scary. Yes, we got one. Oh, look. Gosh, there's a few. There's... Oh, look. The band. Oh, my goodness. Guitar. Right. Okay. Nikki, do you want to pray for them? I will, thank you. Yeah, go on, go for it.
1: Heavenly Father, thank you that you are a God that loves us and that you are a God of awesome power and might. Mm. And I just pray now that a combination of those two through your spirit will fill this place. Mm. And that you will bring your healing power into this place right now, Father. That through the power of your spirit, you will bring healing to these painful shoulders, arms of the women that are standing right now before us. That through our prayers lifted to you, Father, you will bring healing. That you will bring wholeness to areas that are sore. That you will knit together tendons that are damaged. That you will bring your love to those areas of our physical bodies. And just really bring healing there, Father. By the power of your spirit, come Holy Spirit. We ask in Jesus' name that you bring healing where there is pain. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Father. Mm-hmm. Just bring that power through, through our prayers lifted to you, to the women standing. Thank you, Father. Thank you for healing me. Thank you for blessing me, being able to speak. And I, I ask you to bless my words now. Bless all our thoughts, our prayers, and bring that healing, Lord, through the power of your spirit.
0: Amen. So let's just have a little kind of chat. Um, I'm going to get you to pray for those women who are standing up. So any, anyone feel a little bit better or totally better? Is there any any change? Anyone got any change? Not yet. Oh, can you? Is it better? What's what's happened? The pain is gone the pain is gone brilliant okay why don't you ladies I know this is within my talk but why don't you spend just a few more minutes praying for those ladies so just gather around you don't have to lay hands you can just uh, pray just aim your prayers for a particular lady go on go for it Amen. There's going to be more opportunity to have prayer later, so thank you very much. Thank you, Nikki, that was fantastic. We'll leave that there, and we'll have that for the next one. Okay, right. So, testimony releases the power of Jesus. I wonder if you've come across that verse, um, Proverbs 4.23. Above all else, guard your heart, for it's the wellspring of life. Our hearts, our spirit within us, um, are gates through which the spirit realm interacts with the natural realm. And our thoughts and words actually open gates. Jesus described our inner life like this in... um, Luke chapter 6 verse 45 he said this the good person brings good things out of the good stored up in their heart and an evil person brings evil things out of the evil stored up in their heart for the mouth speaks what the heart is full of and our hearts are filled with whatever captures our thoughts and our affections. Whatever fills our hearts and minds ultimately leads us to make an agreement with those things. If our thoughts are continually um, filled with imagining what's going to happen, we establish an agreement with anxiety, and anxiety will just move in. Or if we um, focus on what God isn't doing, On those things questions like oh why hasn't he brought healing yet into me why hasn't God healed that person yet why is there so much evil in the world then we're actually establishing an agreement with bitterness uh, creating an atmosphere sometimes of offense and when there's an atmosphere of offense then that often leads to unbelief but if we fill our minds with what God is doing, what he has done, and what he can do, then faith is beginning to be built. And that's what we're doing during this evening. We're sharing testimony to release the power of Jesus, to fill our minds and our, our hearts with what God can do, that he's a loving God. Let's hear now another story uh from someone not a physical healing but it's actually an inner healing. Emma, there you go. It's your turn now. What would you like to share with us? Do you want to stand there? Because I think people over there can't see. That's okay. it. I want to
2: stand um, back. Yeah, I just um well Anne asked me to just share um a bit of my story of um inner healing with you tonight. Um when I um, first came to the well i 'd not long um been a Christian I actually first came to soaking prayer um and i was i was in not a not a really good place. I came to the pregnant women 's soaking prayer originally, and I was quite stressed had um, a lot of anxiety depression on and off and this was um because i 'd spent um Although at the time, I was actually drug-free. I'd been addicted to crack cocaine for five years um, previous to becoming a Christian. And um, I'd also... um had various abusive relationships i'd been in violent relationships um, so I just carried a lot of pain really and a lot of guilt and a lot of shame i 've got four children and um, two of the children were with me throughout my addiction and the violent relationships and that was that was a major thing for me i couldn 't shake off um, the guilt and although my life had moved on considerably i couldn't um, i couldn 't move on inside I was still in that dark place and I was so so fearful that um, my life, as it was, was not going to stay that way. I just had this incredible fear that one day it was all going to be snatched away from me and I would go back to that. Um, and it was at one of the pregnant women's soaking press. I talked to Anne about these fears and um, nightmares and stuff like that. And Anne suggested that I went for inner healing. And um I, I'd remembered that when I became a Christian I did an alpha course. And um if anyone's done an alpha course, they would know that um that on Alpha they do a session on healing. And the couple that did the session, they talked about physical healing. But I can remember, I didn't know at the time, but um, it was God saying to me, I can remember having this overwhelming feeling that I knew that Jesus could heal my heart. And um, it just stayed with me. So when Anne talked, I didn't know about inner healing then. When Anne talks about inner healing, I thought, oh, yeah, maybe like Jesus will heal me. Um, it was, it was a quite a few months before I came to the world because um, I was pregnant and and. Um, recommended that we wait till the baby was born um so I did I came back um for inner healing and I had um I've had a lot of inner healing um I could tell you many incredible moments that I've had with Jesus where where he has healed me but I just um wanted to um share just one really special story with you tonight um during one of the inner appointments, Anne had taken me back. Um, she'd asked me to go and talk to my teenage self, it was. Um, and, you know, what, what would you say to, to yourself? And how would you reassure yourself? And where was Jesus in that situation? And it was during this prayer time that um, God gave me the most incredible vision. And it was a vision of myself. I was sat um, on grass near a river and... Um, I'll probably get really emotional, <laughs> um, so you have to bear with me. I was sat on the grass near the river, and um, the river was really gushing. It was really angry, and um, I looked into the river, and it was... Um, it was kind of like, I can't really explain what it was. It was muddled with lots of stuff, lots of pictures, lots of words. And as I looked into it, I realized that it was scenes from my life, um, things I'd done, things that had happened to me. And it was all kind of rushing past. And as I looked up, I looked and I saw Jesus on the other side of the river. And um, Jesus said to me, look look again, look into the river. So I looked into the river. And when I looked into the river, the water was clear and it was still. And then Jesus was beside me and he said to me, I never want you to forget that all of that stuff, it can never get between us. It will never get between us. It's gone. It's gone. Look, it's gone. (laughs) Um, And it will never, ever come between us again. And nothing that you do will ever um, come between us. And it was such a breakthrough moment for me. And um, I still... I still have moments where where I doubt, um, and I have moments of guilt and shame, and I just ha- that is one of my things I hang on to um, that Jesus has um, has given me that. So, yeah, through the inner healing appointments, my life um, has totally changed. Really, I've I've got um, just yeah, what God's done in my life has just been amazing. I'm doing a distance learning Bible um, college course with Y1, which I never would have had the confidence to do before because I was so scared of failure. I just wouldn't have done it. And I love to share my story about what Jesus has done. And um, my friend, Leanne, she has this um, incredible vision to set up a project um, for women to be set free from addiction. And um, yeah, I'm just um, wanting to be involved with that. And um, yeah, just, just, standing by her and seeing um yeah just I want to see women set free um from addiction I know um that God can do it because he's done it for me and I just want it for other people and um I did um the healing training course as well a few years ago with Anne and I just God's just given me um a confidence and a boldness to pray for people I pray for random people all the time and Tesco's and stuff and I just I just I just love it I just um I just know that I just know that God's going to heal people so I don't i just like, excuse me, um, God wants to bless you today. And he always does. I've never ever had someone say, Go away, you nutter. Not yet, anyway. <laughs> um so yeah, just um Jesus, the Bible's just full of stories of Jesus um coming alongside women, well, all kinds of people, and um saying, like coming alongside them and saying, I know you I know I know your past I know your present I know your future and um I want to set you free and Jesus just does that um so incredibly all the time I just I just love that he does that um and when I was praying um about tonight I was driving back from Leicester and um I just I just felt like God um said to me that um there was someone here tonight and they were um like um the woman in adultery not that you are an adulterous woman but that you are in a in a place at the minute where you feel um like you are alone and you're ashamed and like you're surrounded by enemies and you may have done something in your life where you feel like there's no coming back from it and I just feel like tonight that you are going to encounter God in a new way and that that person is going to have a father-daughter moment with God where God himself just comes alongside you and says I know you I know all of this and it's going to be all right so yeah thank you so much
0: Thank you. Great, thank you. Well, the power of God. And it's been a real delight Emma sort of journeying with you and um, yeah God can do amazing things. Inner healing is absolutely fabulous. Nothing is a problem um, of our past to God. It's it's just not a problem. God can heal. God can do uh, amazing things. So um, I just want to say something very briefly and then we've got another exciting testimony. So um, do you remember the woman at the well um, in John chapter 4 when she uh, met with Jesus he I think this has gone off has it um, when did she met with Jesus most incredible encounter with um, Jesus so much so that um, she ran back to the village she was there by herself in John 4 because um, she was uh, a lady with a colourful past and nobody really wanted to associate with her and so she ran back and she basically said to Everybody she could find in her village. Come and see the man who's told me everything about myself. And this is what John says. Many of the Samaritans from the town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I ever did. Testimonies show us what to expect. A testimony reveals God's heart for that person. It reveals what God can do. It reveals his power and he wants us to go on testifying because when we don't, it's so easy to be able to slip back and to backslide, uh, it's interesting what Psalm 78 says, how often they rebelled against him in the wilderness and grieved him in the wasteland. Again and again, they put God to the test. They vexed the Holy One of Israel. They did not remember his power the day he redeemed them from the oppressor, the day he displayed his signs in Egypt, his wonders in the region of Zoan. They forgot to testify. God really wants us to say, about his activity in our life because when we do we actually change the atmosphere let's hear another testimony um from amy a very different testimony amy let's uh, come and hear your story Now those of you who live in this area, back in June we had a fabulous gathering in the park called Pentecost Praise and we all gathered in the Pump Room Gardens and uh, Jonathan who was leading that time, the vicar of this church, asked me to just say something very briefly about God, what he was doing in the well and some healings and at the very end I just said and God is opening up a new ministry and it's to do with babies and we're praying for babies who perhaps are not feeding well they're not sleeping or they have some sort of illness and God is healing them well Amy I didn't know who Amy was at the time was there amongst the crowd and um well I'll let you tell the story you obviously uh, heard my words and something clicked because I think you came in on the Tuesday I spoke on the Sunday and you came in Tuesday just tell us a bit about that okay um yeah I was at um
3: in the park and I kind of I was was basically I was really really depressed and really low and it was basically due to lack of sleep um my baby was eight months old and she basically just didn't sleep and I couldn't work out what I was doing wrong. I had an older child who slept fine so I was like, well, I don't know what's going on at all. Um, and I worked out that by the time she was eight months old, because it kept going and going, I just thought, oh, she's young, she'll get better, and et cetera, and she didn't. Um, I worked out that, in one stretch, I'd had three hours maximum sleep in, like, eight months in one go without being woken up. So it was, like... It was just, like, dripping torture. And um, at, at her worst, um, I was up in the night about every 15 minutes, one hour. I remember looking at my watch, I like, looking at my watch, looking at watch. And it, I was just, like... We got to a point where I, I couldn't really function. I mean, I was sort of going about every day, but... I was it was like a blur um and if anyone's sort of had depression it's the same kind of thing just like in a bubble sort of going about life and um it was impacting my relationship with my husband obviously because I was knackered and I was quite vile probably to live with um it was impacting the relationship I had with my three and a half year old as well because she was around all day and she was you know hyper and you know wanted to play and I was just I wasn't in a place where I could really be there for her and obviously then I had the baby as well um, and things were like had got really bad and I was i had been sort of got prayer for myself for, for being depressed and things like that um, I don't know why, it never occurred to me to get prayer for her, but it hadn't. Um, what I had thought of, however, was like cranial osteopathy, I think it's called, and it's like really expensive, and they like fiddle with their head and stuff, so I was a bit like, oh, I don't know really about that. Um, and then I'd gone to G- the GP about, um, I think she'd had a rash or something like that, so it was kind of unrelated, and um, as like I was sort of just about to leave, and I was like, you haven't really got any tips on like getting her to sleep, can you? I felt really stupid, because like... You know, everyone who has a baby struggles with sleep and stuff, but it was really, really getting me down. And um she sort of said the usual controlled crying, blah 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 blah. And I was like, oh, okay, and my spirits just sunk. And I started to cry. And she's like, Do you think you've got depression? And I was like, Well, maybe, but I can't have depression, I just can't and um so she's like, Look, we'll come back, do this test. Um, Etc. And so I did. And she said, right, you've got depression. You can um, go on antidepressants. They'll take two weeks to kick in. And then you should start to feel better. Um, And, you know, you could go for counseling. And you could read this cognitive behavioral therapy book as well. And I thought, oh, okay, <laughs> I could do all of that. It sounds like quite a long process and nothing's going to happen for two weeks and I need, like, something now because I'm really, really desperate. And it, obviously it had been going on for eight months as well. Um, and then at Praise in the Park, I was sort of there in my little bubble. I was right at the back of the whole thing just like looking and Anna's like a little speck in the in the distance on the stage and like I heard the word baby and sleep and prayer and I was like right that's it that's me I need this so basically that was Sunday Monday I phoned up well um left a message on the answer phone by the end of Monday I hadn't got a phone call back and I was really desperate so I basically just turned up on Tuesday (laughs) and I was like hi I've left a message blah 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 um yeah and that was how I got there
0: so, um, so you had an initial appointment and then we said we'd love to pray, pray for your baby and uh, a team was assigned and they actually came to visit you. So what actually happened during that prayer appointment? Can you remember?
3: Yep. Um, so it was, it was a miracle really in the, that they could even do it because um, so I obviously turned up on the Friday, I mean on the Tuesday, sorry, and by the Friday they had come to, um, to pray with me. And, um, basically I'd had, I filled out a form before I went, um, saying what had gone on through every month of my pregnancy. So starting with, um, conception and, um, my sort of state of mind and stuff then, whether there was any like traumas and things like that. And I filled about like two pages of A4 of all this stuff that had sort of gone on and I hadn't even thought about throughout um, my pregnancy. And then... Um, basically, the, we picked a time when I knew she'd be asleep because she slept all right in the day, ironically. Um, and so they came and they prayed while she was asleep. And what they did was, using the form that I'd filled out, um, It obviously it showed if there was any issues at each month, and they prayed blessing and affirmation of what God was doing at each month. So, um, you know, so like at some point her eyes would open in the womb and that sort of thing. So it was all the physical stuff um, that they prayed blessing over her. And obviously, if there'd been any sort of issues and stuff like that, for me, they, they prayed through that as well. Um, and some of those things were really helpful. I found it was really a peaceful time. I didn't actually pray much I just sort of sat there <laughs> and i um, rested um while they prayed and um some of the things I actually just it was really really healing even though I hadn't sort of realized that it'd been anything that affected me but um because we'd had um difficulty in conceiving and I think part of me felt like I was being punished like maybe somehow we tricked God you know and like we shouldn't have had her and um and that it was just like, this is what I was going to have to deal with. Um, but they were praying about how, um, you know, he... All the verses that you know, but it doesn't mean it until it means it, you know. Um, but about how he was knit, had knit her together in my womb and how, you know, he breathed life into her and all this sort of stuff that really just affirmed her, really, and her place in our life. And another thing was that we'd sort of um, ummed and over her name and basically felt really guilty that did we pick the right name <laughs> and um and afterwards we sort of maybe regretted it a little bit and then of course felt really guilty about that and um they prayed about how her name was engraved on the palm of his hand and stuff like that that just
0: just really healed stuff that I
3: didn't even know was
0: there <laughs> so that's great and so what happened after they went um you contacted us and you said things had changed so just briefly tell us how did it change
3: well basically um that night I was like right I have hope it's going to be amazing and it wasn't really that great that night and I was like oh I can't believe it (laughs) I just had all this prayer and nothing happened and my husband's like well that was like three hours ago, you know. Give it, <laughs> give God a chance, sort of thing. And um, basically, by the end of the week, um, she was sleeping basically twelve hours a night, and I was getting up once to feed her. Um, <laughs> she was also um, in back in her own cot in her own room because at the worst point, she was sleeping in her car seat <laughs> at the side of our bed, um, and yeah she now she goes to bed about because she's won soon so that's like four months ago and it's consistently been great um and she goes to bed about half six and my record so far was nine a.m so I put a picture of her asleep in her cot on Facebook because like, I'd put all the story on there and so yeah that was um that's her record <laughs>
0: brilliant and uh, just lastly Amy did you take those antidepressants
3: no, I didn't because it would have taken two weeks to kick it in. And obviously it was God sorted her out and me out before then. I didn't need it. I was just so, so tired.
1: <laughs>
0: Thank you, Father God. Well, how amazing is that? We've heard uh, three exceptional testimonies of what God can do in a person's life and uh, God is is here and we believe he wants to do some more things it may be you're sitting there and thinking well I just don't know whether I can pray for people or I find I get so tongue-tied it's not actually up to us it's the Holy Spirit working through us and what we'd love to do now is to play a Ruth for Sal song um it's called Fresh Oil, and it's imagining God just pouring fresh oil. And it's just a way of kind of bathing us in this beautiful music and, uh, and receiving from God. And the team, the Streams team, will be up here, and they would love to anoint you with oil. They'll very simply put a cross on your forehead, and they will ask that the healing power of Jesus will be released in you um, not only so that you can receive personally, but actually you will be released to go and to pray for other people. Now, for some of you, you're thinking, gosh, I've never been anointed before. That's a bit scary. Take a deep breath if you can and come forward. Um, We would just, it's a very simple prayer. Um, it's, It's very brief. It'll take probably less than 30 seconds to pray. But we believe that God can use such a short prayer. And as you come forward, it is our custom. We love to bless you as our guests and we like to have um, a little gift and um, our painting watchman Jill Buick who's part of the well she's done lots of cards for us but sometimes uh, each week she's in one of the sessions and she does Original watercolours. Well, we asked her to do um, a painting of a a story in the Bible, and I'm going to tell you just a little bit about my story. Um, But anyway, receive this. This is an individual one, so um, it's original. Well, it's copied, but the painting, the original one's original. There you go. (laughs) Does that make sense? You know what I mean. Come on, you know what I mean. but it's, it's to remind you that Jesus is a healing God. And then we're going to do a little activity. So, um, David, if you can put on fresh oil. So come, Holy Spirit, come and use this prayer time. Come and use this prayer time. And... Uh... What I'm going to do is invite the middle section, if you come up first, and if we can keep quiet, okay, so we can listen to the song and we can just be part of prayer. The middle section, if you'd like to come forward, the team, if you can come forward with your little oil bottles.